coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Finally, another way to pay to play Ice Climber. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including updates on Nintendo's online service. And then on Thursday, come back, we're going to be talking about Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze and South Park, the fractured butthole. But Mark, in the meantime... How are you? I'm feeling fabulous. Feeling fabulous. Feeling good. Let's drill down into that. <laughs> what feels so fabulous? Oh man, I I don't even I don't I don't even know. Uh, if we don't I, have to explore it too much. Right? Feel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I uh, yeah, things are things are going good. My back doesn't hurt. Hey, and look, back pain, maybe among the worst pains. I've had pains in other parts of my body. You know, I. Uh, I don't know how much our listeners enjoy us complaining about how old we are. Right, but we're but old. <laughs> how old do you think you were mm. when you first just like had the first time where you got out of bed in the morning you're like, "Oh, I just am in pain for some reason." So the one that jumps out to me is actually video game related. Uh it was when I was living in Chicago, so I was probably 25, maybe 26. Um we had just gotten uh, the rock, rock band. And so we were playing and I f- fancied myself a drummer in rock band. Um, and so we, we were playing like all day, right? People playing guitar, playing bass, singing. Uh, and I'm like wailing away on this drum set. No formal training on a drum set. And like hunched over on some like weird stool or like probably a, a case of like Coors Light, right? That I'm sitting on top of. Um, and then the next day, uh, my body was just like destroyed. So probably 25 or 26. Yeah, so any day you wake up mm-hmm. where you're not in just like pain for m- mysterious reasons, it's a good day to be alive. You feel fabulous. I would agree with that. Here's something you can do to make yourself feel fabulous. Make us feel fabulous by reviewing our uh, show on Apple Podcasts. That works, right? Yeah. <laughs> that makes I- me feel fabulous. Um, we need your help. Uh, we're trying to get up to 50 reviews right now. We are so close. We're at 44 or 45, something like that. We're almost to 50, Mark. Um, so you can help us out by going to Apple Podcasts and leaving a five-star review or any star. Leave us a five-star review, please, please. If you don't think we deserve it, don't give it to us. But please, <laughs> please, five stars. A special thank you to uh, Jason, son of dad, and MK Online for leaving five star reviews. Um, MK Online uh, left this review on not the US store. Yeah, on the UK store. Yeah. But we love it. We love it anyway. It helps us no matter what. We especially love it because after they left the review, they tweeted at us, mm-hmm, which you can do by tweeting at Nincart Society. To let us know that they left it and to request some guest weather for the week. So, look, this is the only way we're doing guest weather. You have to tell us what guest to weather. Uh, our guest weather today is Coventry in the UK. Um, it looks like it's 64 degrees and sunny. I wish we Spring? were having their weather. I am enjoying our weather right now. It was a little on the warm side. It lets me wear shorts, which I like to do. I'm not a shorts wearer. I, I know you're not. And I wish you would reconsider. 
so anyway, thank you, uh, thank you for that, and uh, you know, keep them coming. We love uh, some reviews um, and all of that. You know, I mentioned uh, that we are uh, at Nin Card Society on Twitter. If you want to follow me, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers and Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And if you want to get us on Facebook, we are just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, two things, uh, two more things to update on. Uh, one, Sonic Forces. Mark, this borrowing program may be dead. It's been Are months. we calling? I don't know. Do well, you think we should call it? So here's the thing. I was going to buy a new copy for us to send out. Right. But even used, I am not able to find it for anything lower than like $39, which is a dollar less than the... Uh, That's a crime. Than you the sh- retail price. I should, thought I, I'd I, be able to find it for like $10, 20 max. Well. But, well. But for, but like paying 40 bucks, That's it's a high price... We'll see. I, I, I don't want it to it's, die. It's but a like, high what are we price do? to pay a second time to, to pull off this stupid yes, stuff. <laughs> $80 into Sonic Forces. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. No Maybe one wants to spend that much on Sonic Forces. Maybe it was a Sega employee, a Sega executive. Oh, who snatched it up. <laughs> yes, exactly. Intercepted it in uh-huh. the mail and said, no, we're going to make everyone buy these. We're going to make somebody buy at least one more copy of Sonic Forces. I don't know. We need to figure something out. Uh, maybe if it's not Sonic Forces, something else. But sure, maybe there'll be some other sort of game that we can pass around and that I'll never get back. Um, but if you want to be put on that list or a different, li- <laughs> if you want to be put on a list to borrow some game from me, you can email us Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail dot com. A more relevant thing and a more worthwhile, useful thing that you could do with that email address is you could help us figure out which is the best. Of all the Pokemon starters. That's right. We're going to be doing an episode on it, releasing June 7th. So we're giving you plenty of runway. Yep. You got tons of time. To, I don't know, play through all the Pokemon games ever. I would, yeah, three times. <laughs> so that you can, you can try really, starting each yes, one. Yeah. Right. And really just, we, I want to know about, you know, the emotional journey that you have with your Pip-Plup. I want to know, right? Give me all the information. That's all. Um, if you have a, a specific case to make for one being the best or one that we absolutely should not, if you're like, hey, look, they're all good, but I don't want to see a Chimchar getting number one. Right. I Rowlet, he's too new. I would understand all of these arguments. Will he stand the test of time? I mean, he's a cute little green owl, so yes, he will. <laughs> he wears a bow tie. <laughs> he may be my number one. I'm not going to give it away. All right, Mark. Oh, so you can email that to Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. All right, Mark, let's get into what we've been playing this week. So I've been playing South Park, the fractured but whole. And I've been playing Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. But we will be digging into both of those in more detail on our Thursday episode slash Thursday episodes. I think we're going to split them. Sure. Yeah. Sure. We, may, we may split them. Here's the thing. I feel like I'm going to have to use some language that we wouldn't normally use on this show in the South Park episode. Oh, then yeah. We should, we should so split we should them. definitely split them up. Um, but just generally, j- j- broad strokes here, are you enjoying your experience with Tropical Freeze? Yes. Very good. And I am, broadly speaking, enjoying my experience with South Park. Though I do want to throw out a, a quick little... Uh, like addendum to that. Um, there are some, I haven't experienced any of it yet, but I've seen a lot of reports of people's saves being eaten 
Um, oh, I've also on, seen this in the South Switch Park. version. Yeah. yeah, on the Switch version of South Park. So, <clears throat> it and it seems like there are a couple different things that trigger it, and Ubisoft has said that they will be patching it at some point. So while I am enjoying the game, and I it is a recommend if you you know, it's a recommend for a lot of reasons. Uh, but maybe hold off on it until it's fixed. I am dreading the moment as I'm playing through this and enjoying it that it's just going to crash on me and I'll lose all my progress, and that'll be the end of my experience. I'm almost positive. I've also been playing Stardew Valley because that's mm-hmm. just a thing I do now. Um, right, it's a way of life now. Yeah, it's a way of life, and it's an incredible life. Uh, I, As we said at the top of the show, I'm feeling fabulous. I'm sure Stardew Valley is contributing to that. It did get me thinking... Like, uh, the, there's a new Harvest Moon yeah, coming out. 3DS, though, right? No, there's one coming out to oh. Switch. And uh, I don't see any point in buying it. Oh, I see. where I, That sentence was driving to a different place than I was expecting it. Yeah, so. I mean, why? Like, Stardew Valley is 20 bucks, And um, the, mo- the mo- modern Harvest Moon games are not what I want out of Harvest Moon anymore. Right. And... I don't know, like, uh, who who's publishing, developing those? Natsume, Natsume or whatever? Yeah, yeah they, st- um, Stardew Valley must really grind their gears. Oh, man. I mean, obviously, Mark has picked a side here. Um, should I, should I get back into Stardew Valley? Wait for the multiplayer Wait update, the and we, so we will, uh, okay. we will combine our powers. Tell me, even though it's not mm. Nintendo-related, I'm interested to know, I don't think we've discussed it off the air at all, did you finish God of War on the PS4 and... So yes, I rolled credits on God of War. There is a lot of game left uh, when credits start rolling, um, and I, if if we weren't talking about South Park this week, I probably would have gone back in and 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 kept playing it. Really great game. Really liked it. Um, and uh, I just a a, a a totally wonderful experience. Love the way it ended. Um, and you know, at, at some point, oh, I got it on disc, so I should make you borrow it and you can play it as well. Maybe we could do a 433 or something on it at some point. Or just like a special episode. I mean, like, right. We can, we can do a breakout, like special episode. We can do whatever we want. We'll start a Patreon or something and that'll be a, you got to, you know, pledge 30 bucks a month. That's too high. (laughs) There's no way our episode on God of War is going to be that good, Mark. Maybe my mom will subscribe. Look, here's the thing. When you're going for like a $30 a month Patreon tier, you only need to get like, you know, 10 people to subscribe and like you're crushing it, right? (laughs) All right, Mark, let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. All right, releasing today, May 8th, Death Road to Canada is coming out on the Switch eShop. This was delayed a little bit Mm. um, because of that. Not at all funny and horrific, like bus accident that happened in with a Canadian junior hockey team, I believe, a couple of weeks ago. I don't think I know about this, but because so many horrifying things happen in the world, this one just got swept under the yeah. rug for me. Um, and then Raging Justice is also out today. Is, is that a like a uh, um, like Double Dragon style brawler? Do you know but- what I can't? I couldn't tell you, but it wouldn't surprise me. Great. Uh. Thursday, May 10th, on the new 3DS eShop is a game called Up Up Bot. This is notable because, first of all, as far as we know, 3DS eShop exclusive titles are selling very poorly right now. Yes. And on top of that, this is a new 3DS eShop exclusive. So well, like, if you have an OG 3DS. Anyways, good luck, Up Up Bot. We're praying for you. Big Up Up Bots. Oh my gosh. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. 
I need to go back and give big ups, the biggest of ups to Coventry UK. Yeah. Because I neglected to do that. Yes. And I believe uh, we that ups were mentioned in, in the tweet at us informing us about this review. Yeah, absolutely. Not? It was specifically called out. So oh. I was derelict in my duties. I'm so sorry, MK Online. We messed up, Mark. We messed up. Should we start this episode over? No. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, May 10th, uh, Switchy Shop Garage, The Fall, Suicide Guy, Arcade Archives, Terra Cresta, and then the Neo Geo Arcade Archives is Super Sidekicks 2. Uh, Garage, that's that like uh, overhead, like sort of like horror game that I was believe teased so, in yeah. uh, uh, Nini Direct. Um, I'll be interested just to look in on that and see how um, people are reacting to it and then go back to God of War in South Park. And then on Friday, May 11th, One Piece Pirates Warriors 3 Deluxe Edition is coming to Switch from Bandai Namco, Namco Bandai. I think you did it right the first time. Okay. Bandai Namco. Uh, they also released a, uh, man, just all my geek cred gone, like Naruto? Is that what that series is called? Yes. A collection on Switch just a uh, few weeks ago, and it seems to be selling incredibly well on the eShop anyways. It's like the second or third best-selling on the uh, North American store right now, anyways. Naruto is one of those things that, like, I have never seen any of. Like, I've o- I'm only familiar with it through its, like, advertising. And uh, so when a collection of Naruto games comes out, I'm like, oh, all right, good for Naruto fans, I guess. Uh, um, and then also uh, also today, uh, Inksplosion, or not today, but Friday, Inksplosion comes out on the Switch eShop. Which looks like kind of a cool, like, arcade um, multiplayer, like, line drawing, shooting. I don't know. It looks neat. It looks like a, almost like a, an 8-bit demake of Splatoon. Um, it's been on other platforms before, but it's coming to the Switch. Yeah, we're just really getting... Uh, I don't know. I remember when the Switch first came out, and every time there was, like, an indie game, it was, a, you know, like, a really big deal. And now we're just... We did a whole episode about Snake Pass. A whole episode. Mark, we talked for an hour about Snake Pass. Our episodes were too long back then. (laughs) But uh, now, you know, like, we are, like, just, like, lousy with indie games. And it's great, but it's just, it's interesting how nonchalant we are about everything now. We're just like, oh, yeah, like, six probably really good games Mm -hmm. are showing up on the eShop. And it's uh, too much of a good thing sometimes. An embarrassment of riches. All right, Mark, let's close out the segment. That means it's time for 433, a regular segment on this show. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, our topic today is massages. Getting a massage. Presumably we're talking about getting a massage, not giving massages. Sure, yeah. Did you do theater in high school? I didn't. Because there's a lot of like a massage train, massage Oh, yes, circle. like a circle. Yeah. Yes, uh, I didn't do theater, but I when I was younger, um, I... I like took dance classes and okay. there was a lot of that going on as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never a satisfying experience, right? No. But that's because it's untrained hands. <laughs> it's untrained hands and like everyone's kind of like sweaty and nervous. I don't know. There's something about I don't know if a, a massage should be like a so a social thing, right? 
right. Well, have you ever, have you and Sarah ever had like a couple's massage? No. Have you ever had a massage at all? So I've had a couple. Uh-huh. Um, I, I've had like one in a massage parlor, like place that is, that's all that happens at this business. Um, and then my friend Susan was a massage therapist for um, some time. And I think she massaged me like twice. Um, and one of those times I had one of the aforementioned sore back and um, she gave me a massage and it was, it was like a light sore back before, but then after it's like she beat the crap out of me. Cause there, there is, if you have like muscle strain or something, a massage can really do a number on you. Cause like your vault, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but I haven't had one since. When I was in high school, I got into a car accident and mm. for some reason, the details I am murky on, uh, like the per- the other person's insurance, car insurance, was willing to pay for me to get like massages. Hmm, it sounds like you were being bribed or something. <laughs> um, it must have been some sort of like pseudo medical thing. Uh, and so that was like the first time that I got like a professional or a number of like professional massages, and I have throughout my life gotten them. Uh, I feel like. Like, massages are one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah, that's right why rich people look and feel great all the time. Oh, sure. I feel like if we were getting massages on the regular, like, we would feel awesome. Okay, well, let me ask you this, though. Um, I get stressed out going to a haircut. Okay. And I guess there's more of, like, a stated or, like, an expected, like, social interaction in a haircut. Um, but like, I hate the pressure of like, maybe this person is going to try to talk to me for 45 minutes and there's less of that with a massage, but there's still like a very real component of like, you are just in a space with this other person. Yeah. And like, if you're ignoring the person and not talking to them, does that not feel weird to you? I feel like most of the time when you go to like a spa or something, they don't talk to you because they Mm -hmm. like the reason you are there is for like relaxation. Yeah. Um, I've had one person who is like very, this makes it sound like I go up, I've had like a it ton of massages. It does sound like you've had a bunch. <laughs> but like, le- probably like five, sure. six at the most in my entire life. And as this we, week. As we, <laughs> as we mentioned, I'm very old. <laughs> so six is not, you know, like right, right, a right. ton. But uh, this person wanted to talk a lot and that was not a very exciting experience. No, I mean nothing will make me feel like Larry David more than when someone cutting my hair is trying to talk to me. You know, I'm just like, ah, I, I hate this. <laughs> um, but so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like in recent memory, I haven't had. When's the last time you got a massage? Pro- maybe like a year ago. Okay, it's been more than that for me. Um, and I don't, I don't think that I miss it, but you think maybe I do. Or like that, I I crave it. Well, that. no, I mean, I think it's, I think it's totally. You think, <laughs> you know my body better than I do. <laughs> I mean, I think if you don't want a massage, that's totally fine. <laughs> Thank you for validating my. But experience. I, uh, but I think that massages are beneficial mm-hmm. in most instances, and that if you were getting them regularly, one, I think you would get just like used to the process. Sure. And two, I think we would all just feel amazing all the time. Do you think there's uh, that some of the benefits of the massage are just the ritual around the massage itself? You are like taking an hour out of the day to do something that's just for you. You're in a quiet, you know, mostly quiet room with uh, just some like you know atmospheric music. It smells nice. 
everything's clean and like warm and taken care of for you and you don't have to think about anything or do anything. I think that's that a time. huge part of it. But I actually think that it's probably like, well, I guess we'll I never guess, know. I guess we will we will never know. This segment of course was brought to you by Massage Envy. <laughs> <laughs> we were accompanied today by uh violinist Robert Rescott. So, thank you Robert. All right, Mark, let's move into the news. Okay, big news. Uh last week or 2 weeks ago, we talked about Nintendo mentioned that they were going to release more details about the Nintendo Switch Online program in early May. Today is that day. Yay. Um, or yesterday, as you're listening to <laughs> Yes, exactly. In an update to their website, it was revealed that the service will launch in September 2018, which, again... We knew. Y- did we know that it was September? I think so. Okay. Because that, that's oh, why right. we suspected that... Uh, that's why when... we're all assuming that's... Smash will come out. Right. I was going to say Switch. Were you also hung up on that? Were yeah. you going to say Switch? Uh-huh. Why did that happen? <laughs> Why Smash is going to come out in September. But we, yes. you're right. We did know that. So th- I feel like the big news from this is that part of this is going to be cloud saves. Yay. So your save data will no longer be confined to just the actual hardware. Currently, there's no way to transfer a single save from one Nintendo Switch to another Nintendo Switch, and there's no way to save them on an SD card. Yeah, if you wanted to transfer your saves I th- at all, I think you would have to send it to Nintendo. I think that's right, which is, which it, is insane. Which is insane. That, that's on par with um, having to send uh, your memory card to Nintendo to get the Metroid Other M bug fixed. It's the same thing. Just, yeah, completely bonkers. But... If you pay for the service, a thing of the past. For me personally, I think this is worth it alone. Yeah, especially um, considering the pricing on this thing, which is like the most ultra reasonable uh, monthly service fee for any video game related anything. The Japanese website says that some titles are accepted from cloud saves. Mm. So I wonder if it's one of those things where like the video capture software has to be updated for it oh interesting or if it's like they're not going to let pokemon use it um Mm. i don't know we'll see we'll see what that means we will see Uh, i wonder if it's like a size of save that like if you're not gonna no i don't know i just don't yeah uh they also announced that a library of 20 nes titles enhanced for online play would be launching with the program in september with more promise to be added regularly they announced... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. So I guess my, my question there is, do we know what that means? That like they're just there and you can play them? That's what it seems to be like... Like you just go to a, a virtual NES arcade and play 20 games? Seemingly. Like the actual details of how it works have not been announced. So like if right. it's like a icon on your Switch that you enter and then it, like you're saying it is like a um, virtual arcade or what the specifics of how it works have not been announced. You know what would be so dope would be if you could jump into one of these NES games without closing, without quitting the application you're currently running. Oh, that would be cool. Um, Because, like, I I love when I'm just playing one Switch game and it takes me half a second to get back into it. Um, But when I'm going back and forth between two games, I'm like, oh, it takes a... You know, it's me complaining about wasting 30 seconds or something. Um, But, like, it, it really is nice to just, like, hop right back in. And if I wanted to play a little bit of 
uh, I'm just going to say Ice Climber. <laughs> um, if I didn't have to close out the game I'm currently playing and then have to open it up later, that would be awesome. Well, funny you should mention Ice Climber. Is it? <laughs> because uh, of the 20 titles that will be available to launch, they've announced 10 of them. They are Ice Climber, Legend of Zelda, Balloon Fight, Soccer, Tennis, Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, Dr. Mario, Super Mario Brothers 3, and Donkey Kong. So they're saying that they're going to be all NES titles for now. Uh-huh. They've all been an enhanced for online play, even like the single player titles, which seems to me like the idea is that you and I could be sharing a game of Zelda and mm-hmm. like I'm like, okay, your turn to control Link. So that's if that's what that is, that's pretty cool. Actually, because I mean, that's, interesting. That's how you and I would play, have played the Legend of Zelda together on my couch. Yeah, but like less fun to do that's, online. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Um, so a couple things about this. Um, cool that Super Mario Brothers three and Legend of Zelda are going to be on there, but Ice Climber, like tennis. Okay, 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 okay. It's a little bit disappointing that of the 10 that have been announced, eight of them appear on the NES Classic. So, like, if you got an NES Classic, the only of these games that are newish to you are soccer and tennis, which are games that you are no doubt familiar with from the world. Um, and, yeah, Ice Climber, Balloon Fight, the original Mario Brothers, um, those are all bummers. But, you know, the original Super Mario Brothers is uh, great. Dr. Mario is phenomenal. I know I'm going to play too much of that, especially on the Switch. Like, if I just have Dr. Mario on the go, I mean, I'm all, I already have a problem with Puyo Puyo Tetris when I'm like, I should play a new... No, Puyo Puyo Tetris. And it is only 10 of the 20, and they say they're going to constantly right. be adding new titles, but... Constantly. It'll never stop happening. <laughs> <laughs> just be... I don't know. Um, how, so how, how are you feeling about that, that game lineup? Uh, indifferent. I think indifferent, okay. Super Mario Brothers 3 is the only one that uh, I am excited about having access to. Uh, is there any re- is there any relief in like not having to buy Super Mario Brothers 3 again? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. In that way, it is nice. I think this bodes ill for um, Virtual Console, obviously. Sure. Um, that They'll just, I mean, there would be no more reason for them to try to sell those games to you if you can play them whenever you want. Do, do we know if we're streaming these things? Or we, I guess we don't know anything. Yeah, th- uh, we don't know the details of it. Um, also, I, you know, I would love to see this eventually expand to SNES titles and, you know, other games. Yeah, of course. Uh, third-party games. But I, I, I guess we'll see. Um they promise special deals and offers for members, and that's it. Seems like everything else is basically the same as it has been since the Switch launched. Voice chat still appears to be through the app exclusively, but uh, the Apple, the app's functionality at all will only be for subscribers once the system launches. Uh, I'm guessing like Smash Brothers is going to have like a Splatnet type thing for it. Sure. So currently, can you chat with someone like when you're playing arms with them via the the phone app, or is it just Splatoon right now? We don't know. We don't know this information. Great question. I I, I don't really I don't really know. 
Like, is, does it work just like Skype where I can call you up and just have a regular phone call with you? I mean, or just like a phone? Because <laughs> it seems like that functionality is already on my phone. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so I guess like the big uh, differentiator between this and something like PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live Gold is price points. Yeah. Plans are only, it's $3.99 per month, $7.99 for three months, or $19.99 for one year per Nintendo account. Yes. And then, or you can buy a family membership for $34.99 a year that supports uh, eight Nintendo accounts in total. So I know there are some people who have a bunch of Nintendo accounts and uh, per system. Yeah. And it seems like the easiest way to give all, all of them support is just to buy like a family account. And it's true that if you buy PlayStation Plus, that every account that's on every user that's on like that PlayStation has access, you know, can play online. Right. But it's also $60 a year. Yeah. I mean, but you know, some of the free games it offers are, or free, whatever the games that are right. included with it are uh, a lot higher profile. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I guess, Oh, also the other thing is that games that are free to play online right now from Nintendo first, uh, as a publisher, like ARMS, mm-hmm. Splatoon 2, yeah, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, like th- you will now have to pay in order to play with those online Yeah, once the launch is in September. So currently, Sarah and I have separate um, Nintendo accounts on the, on the one Switch. Um, but for the most part, we only use the separate profiles uh, for like single player games or like local co-op games. Like Sarah will go into her profile to play Mario Odyssey. Someday when she finally folds and starts uh, playing Breath of the Wild, she'll do it under her own profile. But like, if we're just going in to play Mario Kart, um, you know, we just go into mine because like that's where we've got all the stuff unlocked, and you know, it doesn't. We don't care about like building a different progression system. I guess it would be different in something like Splatoon. Um, so yeah, I guess like for me, I don't necessarily see why I would get like a, a family pass. Uh, over the just 20 bucks for a, a year of a single use. Right. So they're also saying that it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like they have to all be on the same switch. So like theoretically, you me friend our friend Greg Smith like we could all just be under the family plan and, and friend of the, the show. Cost. Greg yes, Smith. Yes, 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 absolutely. Um so I don't know, for $20 a year this seems fine. Yeah, you know, like it seems very reasonable. Really, the most exciting thing for me personally is the uh, cloud saves. Yeah, that's huge. I, I mean, it's it's a it's a huge step into, you know, the present, which is uh, it's a bummer that Nintendo needs to be making those still, but they do. So I would honestly rather Virtual Console still exist, and I could just pay for the like NES games and stuff that I want individually. But you know you're not going to go out of your way to buy Ice Climber. And now you will have access to it, Mark, and then you can play it. This was also illuminating to me because even though I have played Ice Climber on other platforms, I always have just called it Ice Climbers plural. That's because it makes sense. One of the big hooks of this game is that there are two characters on screen at all right. time. But no, it is just is Ice, Ice Climber, Climber because right. the game strives to be irritating in as many ways as possible. If they just fix the jump physics on those characters, I think it, I think there's a, a real and a serviceable game in there. I think if it got the Kid Icarus 3D treatment like Kid Icarus did, 
that it would be a playable game and maybe even fun. Last weekend, Splatoon 2 Splatfest between the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Wrath, not Ralph, and Leo uh, had some interesting results. Leo was the more popular turtle with 57.7% of players picking him up, but Wrath won the other two categories, so he will be advancing to the finals. Uh, it's surprising to me that more people wanted to be on Team Leo. By like a significant amount. Is this the mo- It feels like this may be one of the most lopsided. Well, do, I mean, do you recall the ancient war between mustard and um, ketchup? No, oh, no, mayonnaise. That's mayonnaise, right. Yes. yes. Yeah. Because what was it? Or was it ketchup and mayonnaise? Yeah, it was ketchup, ketchup and mayonnaise. Um, because I feel like that was that was like seventy percent ketchup and thirty percent mayo. That you're right. I also think this just continues to prove the idea that whichever one is more popular usually ends up losing. That does seem to be the case. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, starting Friday, there's another Splatfest. It's a uh, Donatello versus Mikey. They're using the um, names from the new Nickelodeon show. So they're all like Donnie versus Mikey and Raph versus Leo. And then the, the winner of that will go on to face uh, Raph in the finals on starting May 18th. Um, I did not get in to play this last Splatfest, but I fully intend to rep Michelangelo this weekend. So I will see you out there, anyone who's interested in doing this. And we are going to let's. Let's get on Team Michelangelo. I don't care about Donatello anymore. I did at some point in my life, but I don't anymore. Uh, Grezzo, the developer responsible for remaking The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, have been revealed to be the team remaking Luigi's Mansion for the 3DS. Interesting. Very interesting. Because Grezzo is... Uh, those games are good versions of great games, right? Or great versions of great games. Yeah. Um, arguably like the definitive way to experience both of them uh, at, at, at this point in time. So your theory has been for a while now that Grezzo was using the knowledge that they gained remaking these games for mm-hmm. the 3DS uh, to make a new 3D Zelda game in the Ocarina of Time uh, 3D engine. Yes, this was a uh, theory slash hope of mine, and I feel as though that has been totally dashed now uh it makes it made sense it did make sense right that they would just be like oh and here's another one it's got different dungeons and like a new story um everyone would play that and love it and there's got to be at least one more game that comes to 3ds that we're all like what why isn't that coming to switch one more one more big one it's really gonna like drive me crazy yeah i just know it and it's got if it's a 3d zelda we will all go nuts (laughs) So that, that's what it needed to be. But uh, Nintendo dropped the ball and they don't even know how to disappoint us anymore. <laughs> uh, so I think we all assume the next level games was working on this because they made the um, did they make Dark, Dark of the, the Moon, Moon? Yeah. for 3DS. They've also, you know, they've worked fairly closely with Nintendo in the past. They made the Punch-Out game for Wii. Um, I wonder what they're working on. Yeah, that's interesting. I can't even venture a guess, but they're out there looming. Ooh. Yeah. Mark, you know what I'm going to say, obviously, is that they are working on a sequel to Teleroboxer from the Virtual Boy. Obviously. Coming to Switch. Uh, you can now use your Nintendo Switch Pro Controller on Steam. 
Yay! So you've got to opt into the Steam client beta first, and then uh, there's also tons of like customization and calibration you have to do because it's PC gaming. But uh, <laughs> you can get your Pro Controller set up to use with Steam now. So that's good if uh, you've been uh, kind of away from games for a little while and don't have a, a way to play uh, with a controller on Switch. Um, most other, like uh, DualShock 4, the, the PlayStation 4 controller, is a pretty good um, controller for um, for Steam, but it's just nice that uh, Nintendo players have that same option. Uh, still no any kind of support for like Joy-Cons or anything like that. But like it, all of it, uh, it can read the... Um, the the gyroscopes and everything, so uh, even the the motion sensor stuff is still um, part of it. Last week we talked about Nintendo teaming up with Psygames Games to develop a new RPG on mobile platforms, and uh, this kind of raised some questions about Nintendo's mobile strategy going forward. One thing we do know is uh, soon to retire President Tatsumi Kimishima has asserted that the company is still targeting two to three mobile games per year. Um, and they really only got. Like the one out last year, right? No, With, they uh, got Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing, and earlier was Fire Emblem. Oh yeah, I guess Fire Emblem was like within that same year. And they got uh, Super Mario Run didn't come to Android until. Oh sure, sure, sure. But it does seem like their uh, mobile pipeline has been a little wonky because Animal Crossing was supposed to come out much sooner than it actually was released. Yeah. So there definitely have been some uh, kinks in the product line. The thing that's so weird about like Nintendo developing mobile stuff is that like you combine Nintendo's secrecy with mobile sort of like erratic release structure, and it's just like I just don't know what to think, or I have no concept of what is actually going on, and when games are going to come out, or what they're going to be. Yeah, and I mean they announced that Mario Kart. What was it called? Mario Kart yeah, Tour World or whatever, Tour, maybe. Um, game with just a logo, and I'm I'm assuming that that is uh something that DNA is still working on, because Nintendo is also saying that their partnership with DNA isn't finished. They're just doing this stuff with side games in addition to, yeah. and uh, because I already forgot the name of the RPG that side games is working on. It seems like that is their first project. Yeah, it's like and Legends guess, like, of Dragonia or something, something like that. that. Yeah. Uh, so it seems like that Mario Kart game. If you know Kart the game, real name of that game, you can email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I really, I also don't really know what to think about their mobile strategy. Uh, I think the first couple had so much like hype behind it. It was yeah. like really exciting. And... I wonder if just, like, the more they get into it, it will just be at least what it's like for me with mobile game releases where you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, You know, sure. it just happens rather than being, like, an event. Yeah, and, you know, we, we will still check in on them and be excited about them for a little bit and then forget about them entirely except for Super Mario Run, which I will play forever, though I haven't picked up in months. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Silicon Era posted a translation of an interview conducted by Yomiuri with three pivotal designers at the Pokemon Company. Um, they are Ken Sugimori, uh, Atsuko Nishihida, and Koji Na, uh, Nishihino. Nishino? Nishino is what I'm going to say. Um, it's a super cute interview. If you uh, have an opportunity, I would definitely recommend uh, looking it up. It's on Silicon Era. Um, some highlights from the interview include a, a discussion about Pikachu's design um, and that the character is uh, not 
actually based on a mouse, but it is based on a squirrel. Huh. Um, and uh, like one of the notes about why it's based on a squirrel or like how that plays into like its actual design is when a squirrel stores nuts, it stores them in its cheeks. And when the Pikachu stores electricity, it stores electricity in its cheeks. Adorable. Um, just really cute stuff. Um, and the, uh, they were also talking about um, the, the designers were so enamored with the Pikachu that they wanted to make it a hard-to-find Pokemon in the game, just, like, hoarding it for themselves. Um, and, you know, as is, it's not a super common uh, Pokemon in the original Red and Blue. Um, but because everyone loved it so much, there were guides immediately to, like, here's how you get Pikachu. Um, and so they were a little bit, you know, it created like the reverse effect that like it was rare and then everyone got it. Um, another, uh, cool piece of information is that there was originally a third evolution for Pikachu called Gorochu. Um, and, uh, Goro, uh, Goro Goro is a Japanese, um, onomatopoeia for like, a like a thundery sound. Um, so, you know, it continues that line of, um, cause, uh, Rai, which is the, the first part of Raichu. Um, also has to do with like thunder and and lightning and pika is you know electri- electricity related um so it just uh there, there was another there was another version of pikachu it ha- it had big fangs and a pair of horns mark man is pikachu the perfect pokemon he might be he's if, basically japan's mascot at this point right if you think he's the best starter you should email that and the solid defense of it to nintendo cartridge society at, at gmail.com gmail. sometime before june so we can talk about it on our episode about the best starting pokemon hey do you want a quick way to earn 100 platinum points on your my nintendo account this sounds like an ad but it's not it's not it's a real thing that we're talking about and covering now 100 platinum points that's a dollar right no, you're thinking of gold points. Oh. <laughs> Platinum points. So this is nothing. <laughs> They're just giving it away. Wait, 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 wait. Platinum is less valuable than gold? Nintendo. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Uh, okay, so the official Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze website asks users to find the letters K-O-N-G hidden. Some in different places around the site. Some letters are in plain view, while others are hidden in crates, barrels, blocks of ice. You got to find them. Yeah. You get 100 platinum points. Which I'm just learning now isn't even worth a dollar. It's a a cute little way for them to, like, force you around the website. Yeah, Um, totally. I did it. (laughs) That's all. Choice Provisions, the developer of Runner 3, announced on Twitter that Charles Martinet will be coming to their game as a playable character. Now, Martinet more often is known as a voice actor yeah. <laughs> uh, like instead of voice... as a character in runner three <laughs> yeah or just like as a person really <laughs> yeah sure. he's like the voice of mario uh but as far as either of us know this is the first time he's appearing as himself in a game uh weird turn of events he was also tweeting about it um just to be like hey i'm in this game yeah that's fun he seems like a chill dude mm-hmm uh, maybe this one gets filed under not news. I don't know. We'll, uh, you and I can hash that out afterwards. I Nintendo is looking to hire a new level designer for The Legend of Zelda. The candidate needs experience in game planning on consoles and the ability to speak Japanese or communicate in Japanese specifically. Patrick, um, I'm going to go ahead in and say this is like, I'm going to give this a pass. You're going to pass it. I'm, oh man, I don't know. You're saying that it can that it can headline like main stage shows any weekend it wants. 
This is what you're doing by passing this news item. <laughs> Look, my head says this is not news because obviously Nintendo's developing another, at least one Legend of Zelda game. And that there will be dungeons in it. <laughs> right. Which I suppose is a departure from the most recent Zelda game. Not really. Kind of. <laughs> they're, they're not gonna. They're probably not gonna call them shrines in the. Uh, <laughs> right, sure. They said level designer. That's all they said. Oh they yeah, that's say a great point. Designer. That's a great point. But it. Uh, so console in that, though, that's interesting. Yes. It means they're not hiring for 3ds. Yes. Yes. Okay. Great. Technicality. For that reason, <laughs> we're calling it not news. Look, uh, or we're calling it real news because my head. Um. I know that this isn't news, but my heart is saying, but it's talking about a new Zelda game, which you know is coming, yeah. but doesn't yeah. that very idea make you happy? It make does. Twitter paid it even. Mm-hmm. And also, like, there's so, there are so many ways that are so many uh, older 3D Zelda games that I expect to see coming to the Switch at some point. You know, let's get those HD remakes of Twilight Princess and uh, Wind Waker on there. Some way to play Skyward Sword. All of this would be great. But I just, I like. Uh, the reminder that new stuff is on the way. It's comforting, it's soothing, absolutely. Capcom is working with I Am 8-Bit to print new physical versions of Mega Man 2 and Mega Man X, so NES and SNES cartridges, respectively. Mm -hmm. As part of Capcom's Mega Man 30th anniversary celebration, they're printing 8,500 copies of each game and are selling them for $100 a pop. So $100 gets you both cartridges. No. What? $100 gets you one or the other. So you can buy new in-box versions of both of these games, like sealed versions of Mega Man X and Mega Man 2, together for about 100 bucks. Yeah, but these are special edition reprintings. So the cartridges are like light blue. They're almost like a Robin blue. But as an added element of exclusivity, a 1,000... Copies of each game are going to be a glow in the dark blue. Oh, shoot. And they're going to be uber special versions that uh, are like randomly inserted into unmarked boxes. So, collector, you won't know which one you're getting so this until is, you open it up. This is not dissimilar to the Street Fighter 2 cartridge that um, IM8 Bit also reissued with Capcom uh, it's maybe like a year ago. Um, in fact, it's almost identical. I think they were a little bit cheaper, but still maybe like 60 or 80 bucks or something like that. Um, and you know, one in 100 of them was a a glow in the dark green, like Blanca version of it. Um, wasn't there like a a warning about like, don't necessarily put this thing in your super Nintendo because it may cause fire. That sounds right. I can't remember if it was for the street fighter two release or if it was for that, um, like, uh, uh, the, like, the SNK one? Yeah. The one not from, actually like, SNK, but it's right, like former it was like SNK developers. Former SNK developers. I need to look into that game because I would like to play it. Especially now that you have a Super NT. Now that I have a Super NT and now that it seems like Pocket Rumble is never going to come out. <laughs> Finally, Tomo is officially kaput as of tomorrow, May 9th. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, later this month, Nintendo is going to be adding a feature that allows users to create and edit Mii characters for their Nintendo account via a web browser. So, changes made to the Mii character for N- Nintendo Network ID will not be applied to your Nintendo account Mii character. And if you're confused, as uh, I was, uh-huh. let me explain the difference to you. Yeah, lay it, lay it down. So a Nintendo account is used for Nintendo Switch Online, and that includes like the Switch eShop, smart device applications, so Super Mario Run, uh, off-device software purchases, so if you've ever bought a Switch game on the eShop Online, you've had to have a Nintendo account, 
and the My Nintendo loyalty service. So basically, any any online service that Nintendo has launched since the launch of the Wii U or 3DS, okay, has is a Nintendo has, account. Okay, and that has some Wii, some me generated for it. You can create a me like okay. I like I have a me like when I log into my Nintendo account. Yeah, I'm um, sure to I see do my too. Points. Yeah, I just don't know where that guy came from. A Nintendo network ID oh is boy. created was created and used on the Wii U and Nintendo 3DS only. So if you ever played anything online, you have a Nintendo network ID. Yes. Here's the thing though, you, you can sign up for a Nintendo account and link your Nintendo network ID. But you cannot link your Nintendo account to a Nintendo Network ID. All of this is word soup and completely meaningless. Why are Mies, why are they still supporting Mies, especially with this limited functionality, now? Because uh, of Smash. It all comes back to Smash, baby. Yep, you're probably <laughs> right. We're going to have uh, Mii fighters in, in Smash, and there has to be a way to make them. Easy enough answer. There has to be a way to make them. All right, uh, Mark, that about does it for the news. Um, let's close this out. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it when you do. And uh, again, the biggest of ups. Biggest of ups. To Coventry, Coventry UK. UK. Um, just huge ups. Enormous ups. Maybe the biggest ups we've ever given. Yeah, I actually, as soon as I started using other like synonyms for up, I didn't like it. So big ups. I'm going to go back to just big ups. Um you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And collectively, we are at Nincart Society. You can check out our Facebook page if you like that sort of thing. It's just Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you like Mark and Mind's opinions, we write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Also, um, I, a previous guest of ours, Ryan Mogi, just released a um, project that I recorded with her two years ago, which is an improvised murder mystery called Made Up Murder. It just came out this weekend. So if you want to hear me improvise a murder mystery with some funny people, uh, Kelly New uh, Nugent, who's also been on the show, um, and uh, yeah, and Jen Kleinrock, who has not been on the show yet, but will be someday. Check that out. Anyway, I've babbled too much. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. Um, you can find more of Ape Betty's music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thanks for listening. Campfire.